Hello, welcome in everybody to the Email Design Podcast. This is your home for all things email design, development, and marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Kevin Mandeville. And I'm Jason Rodriguez. And we have got a hot off the presses edition. Some breaking news to discuss in this podcast, Jason. Uh, Gmail, they dropped a bombshell in the email world this week. Yes, they did. They they announced that they're going to be supporting AMP in Gmail. So for those of you that aren't familiar with AMP, AMP is Accelerated Mobile Pages, which is something that's been around for a little bit, for a little while, a couple years on the web side of things. Uh, but this is brand new for email developers. So AMP essentially it started out as this way for publishers to... Uh, create these, exactly what it says, accelerated mobile pages. So these stripped down, really lightweight, fast to load pages that work well in mobile contexts. Um, so it allowed people with, you know, shitty internet connections, bad cell service to view mobile content a lot better than on, you know, the typical website that might be a little bit more bloated, uh, might not do responsive very well or think about performance. Um, but it's, it's changed a little bit since then. Uh, it still has that kind of underlying goal, but it's changed very quickly to a way for Google to kind of have publishers in their ecosystem, feed those publishers content via Google's uh, servers and kind of highlight them in search results, stuff like that. Um, but for the context of email, they're bringing in some specific features of AMP that allow for interactivity that will now be able to be applied to email inside of Gmail. Um, so this is pretty big because it's talking about interactive email inside of Gmail, uh, which Google has traditionally been like very averse to, you know, uh, refreshing their email clients, adding this extra functionality for security region, reasons, stuff like that. Um, so AMP is really interesting because it adds all this interactivity that we want Gmail to support, um, but does it in a very Gmail-focused way. Uh, so this is interesting because now we're going to have to be, essentially, if you want to take advantage of this, you'd be building three different versions of your email, and one of those specifically for Gmail using AMP's uh, kind of bespoke language, their custom tags that AMP reads. Um, so AMP is going to be served via a MIME type similar to our uh, you know, multi-purpose uh, or our HTML MIME type that we use typically for HTML, and then our plain text version, uh, which delivers your plain text version of your email. So the new MIME type is going to be text-x-amp-html. Uh, so that's something that Gmail will read. It will take that code in that MIME type, in that file, and it will display that content inside of Gmail, ignoring the HTML and the plain text version um, for those Gmail users. So this is definitely interesting. It adds a lot of functionality inside of Gmail, but it really only works in Gmail and doesn't really work right now. You know, it's in developer preview. Uh, they've got a couple of bigger names like Pinterest, um, testing this out, booking.com, um, testing out this interactivity to kind of do some proof of concept type stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting big development. I, I think the entire email world is talking about it right now. Um, but there's definitely a lot of opinions, differing opinions on whether or not this is a good thing for email, whether or not this is the right way to go about adding interactivity to Gmail specifically. Um, and a lot of opinions in the web world, too. This has been a huge topic over on like Hacker News, a massive thread about the pros and cons of adding interactivity to email and then pushing AMP, which is something that a lot of web designers, web developers actually hate. 
uh, pushing that into email. So there's some very strong opinions around this, but a really interesting, potentially big, uh, important change for Gmail and for the email marketing world. Yeah, I'm not really going to pay attention to Hacker News. They don't understand yeah. email at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what's interesting is there's sort of three different components. They'll be supporting dynamic content, presentation, and media. Uh, and so they're going to have forms. I mean, the things that you can see here uh, as a part of the AMP tags, you know, things like carousel, sidebars, light boxes. Uh, it, it looks like a little bit of animation. Um, so some pretty basic stuff. Um, but what was really cool is, as you mentioned, Pinterest, Booking.com and Doodle were sort of the uh, uh, first adopters that Gmail got. And they presented as a part of the announcement. You should go and watch the video that we have in the blog post. It's about 30 minute long presentation to where they you know, went over all the details of what they were doing and then uh, to see what they did. So Booking.com actually showed uh, they used an image carousel. Obviously, they were showing off properties. So that made a ton of sense. And then they were also doing real time location updates mm-hmm. uh, to sort of their recommended uh, locations that they offer for deals, which was Interesting. And that's probably, I think, one of the cooler things about AMP is that real time uh, aspect. And we'll probably talk a little bit more. Uh, Pinterest actually had interactive pins. So you could see what a pin was right within an email instead of having to go to the website. And then you could save pins or choose your own topics they were interested in to receive more information on. And then Doodle is a really good uh, use case as well as they're doing real-time live scheduling. So the fact that you're able to do form submissions, add other people, invite them, and you're able to do all of that from within the email, I mean, that just makes a ton of sense, really. So uh, I thought they chose really good use cases to demonstrate uh, the ability for this. Um, Like you said, right now, you have to apply as a part of the developer preview to get approved, get access. Even we don't. So we're hoping we can get access to it, Um, that you do have to sign an NDA for that. Uh, But they do have, uh, again, uh, a real time playground for you to get started with to test out and see what things look like uh, in with AMP and and what you can do with it. Um, And then I'm trying to think what are their other Things here. I know that the CSS limit, the CSS, it can't be more than 50 kilobytes as a part of this, but that is quite a bit. And especially since this is going to be so lightweight for the most part, it's not like you, I don't know. I don't know the full extent of this, so I'm not exactly sure Mm -hmm. how in depth you can get with everything, but it seems to be mostly straightforward interaction stuff here. So it should be pretty lightweight for the most part. And it's not like we're doing checkboxes or radio buttons hacks for yep. this. So uh, the, this it should be much more streamlined than what we're used to doing for interactive email today. Um, so yeah, I think that's those, those are like the key uh, top level. We don't know where this is going to be supported yet, actually. Yeah. I didn't mention that. They, they say the, the switch isn't going to be turned on until later this year. So we know it's not going live until at least then. But they didn't specify what client. So we don't know if this is just Gmail webmail or if this is Gmail and mobile or if inbox is included in this, if this impacts G Suite or Pop or IMAP accounts. We have no idea um, how this is going to be supported in all the different versions. That was not stated in the presentation. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, I kind of want to point out is this is AMP has always been touted as like an open, uh, I guess, spec. And so they're, you know, that being said, they're, they're trying to encourage other email clients to adopt it. 
Um, but I don't know how realistic that is for other email clients to adopt something like this that's so specific to Google and kind of controlled by Google. Because um, I don't think we've really seen, you know, that in the web world and a big kind of pushback against that. But, you know, this is obviously going to start in Gmail. So it's kind of we're holding out to see if any other email clients start adopting this functionality too. Yeah, so AMP, yep, good point. It is open source, and their quote even said, since it's an open spec, we look forward to seeing other email clients adopt it too. So it's interesting that Gmail specifically came out and said that, and uh, you know, in, in a post by uh, William Chu, uh, one of the software engineer leads on this initiative over in his uh, GitHub issue, kind of talks about sort of the vision for it and uh you know that's that's a part of it as well um so yeah i think what we're going to do now is we're just going to take a quick break we're going to come back and then we're going to get into it and sort of put our own thoughts and opinions into it get the hot uh, takes going (laughs) yeah get the hot take hotline going but we're just going to take a quick break right here come back to that in a second just to let you know you can catch the podcast at emaildesignpodcast.com so all the full show notes and links are right there so everything we discuss all the things we're mentioning here today with gmail and it's related uh release it's it's the best source you can catch it there so all of our show notes all past episodes at emaildesignpodcast.com you can subscribe on soundcloud youtube and itunes get the podcast as soon as it drops and tweet along with the hashtag email design podcast we're following along there so i'm sure some of you have questions thoughts opinions on this definitely hit that up to uh, uh get our you know further interaction and Again, we have a free 14-day trial of Limits. You can go to limits.com slash gift card coupon code podcast for a free 14-day trial. So you can see what your email looks like in the wonderful world of all the different Gmail clients. Um, and so when AMP goes live, and you know, you'll be able to start seeing what it looks like um, if you're able to actually send a test uh, and see. But you can see Gmail all of its versions and over 90 different email clients that we have supported. So you can really test and make sure that your email looks great in every single email client that you want and which is important to you and where your subscribers open. You want to make sure your email looks great before it goes out the door. You don't want to have any mistakes. You don't want it to be broken. You want to create a great experience for your subscribers. So just go to limits.com slash gift card coupon code podcast for a free 14 day trial of Litmus. Speaking of creating great experiences for your subscribers, if you want to Get together and chat about that exact topic with fellow email geeks. If you want to learn more and really, you know, ramp up your skill level, we announce the dates for 2018 Litmus Live, our yearly conference devoted to email design, strategy, coding, planning, anything related to email. Uh, so once again, we're doing three shows this year. Uh, the first one's going to be August 21st in London. Uh, the second one's going to be in Boston, our kind of hometown. That's kind of HQ for Litmus. Uh, that's going to be seven, September 17th through 19th. And then we're pushing back San Francisco a little bit, going into November, uh, going November 8th to 9th in San Francisco. That's right after my birthday. I will be there. Uh, so if you guys want to, you know, hang out, celebrate my 33rd birthday, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the dates are up there over at Lumis.com slash conference. Uh, definitely go over there. You can subscribe to our conference newsletter and get updated on when we release tickets, uh, when we start announcing speakers, all that good stuff. And if you're looking to actually get up on stage and talk about, you know, what you've learned in the email world, some cool stuff that you're working on, uh, any of that good stuff, we have opened up the call for speakers. Um, So we have that, you know, again, subscribe to this email to get more information on that. 
a good place to kind of go to get started with that proposal, crafting that perfect proposal, is over on our blog. We have a great blog post called How to Craft the Perfect Speaking Proposal for Litmus Live. Goes over our top tips for, you know, what we want to hear about, how to present that, um, get you off on the right foot for actually submitting that speaker proposal. Um, so all the information for submitting is over on that blog post. We'll put that in the show links as well. Um, but definitely do that. We we love hearing from community members. We love seeing people that are down in the weeds, down in the trenches, building these emails, crafting that strategy, uh, designing all this stuff up on stage and talking about their experiences because we find that's what people love hearing at the conference. That's where people learn the most is just sharing their experiences. Uh, so definitely check that out. Again, just go over to litmus.com slash conference to sign up and get all that information about Litmus Live 2018. Yeah, tickets will probably go on sale in about a month or so. Yep. So save the date, stay tuned, and stay uh, stay in the know with the email uh, announcements. Uh, so let's get into this, Jason. So I want to kick it right over to you. Let's get your thoughts. What what are your overall thoughts on this? Oh boy, they're mixed. They're definitely mixed. Uh, I would say leaning on the side of kind of the dislike. Um, I think it's. I definitely think it's cool that. Gmail is looking to bring this all this additional functionality to their email clients, but I am not a fan of the way they're doing it with AMP specifically, um, because this is something, you know, there, it's got a couple of big knocks against it in my book. One is that you're essentially creating a Gmail-specific version of your email, so you're working on yet another version that's only going to be seen by this one email client or, you know, any email clients that end up implementing AMP, which I don't think is going to be a lot initially. Um, so that's a lot of work right there, and the AMP specification is very, very strict about what it allows in that AMP version. Um, so if you have something in there it doesn't like, it's not going to work. So it's like very finicky, uh, which I also don't like. And there's just something about this implementation that rubs me the wrong way, the same way as AMP pages on mo- like just web design world. Um, you know, it's Gmail essentially writing a new spec, a new markup language for this stuff to work, whereas they could just support, you know, web standards. They could support good HTML, good CSS. Um, You know, I don't think anybody's going to start start supporting JavaScript in email anytime soon, but they could just work with the web standards we're all using anyways and improve those instead of focusing on yet another markup language uh, to do all this stuff. We can do a lot of this in email using, you know, checkbox stuff like that. But imagine if they put their might behind using, uh, you know, HTML and CSS and supporting forms or, you know, doing better CSS animations and stuff like that. What we could accomplish just supporting that stuff instead of pushing AMP on us. Um, so it's definitely mixed. I, I like some of their use cases, I think, especially, yeah, the booking.com one's awesome. It's almost like... Uh, tinder for hotels in their example where you're just kind of swiping right or swiping left on these different hotel deals which i think is really cool bringing in that dynamic content um but i just i'm not a huge fan of the way they're going to be pushing this and just the fact that it's so proprietary to a spec that google essentially controls makes me a little bit concerned and i wish they would have focused on supporting better web standards 
Yeah, I think your reaction is the 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 dominant sort of the primary reaction, I'd say, in the email community so far. There's been a ton of chatter on the Email Geek Slack over the past couple of days about it now. And uh, yeah, I'd say most people agree. And I agree with a lot of your sentiment. I love that somebody is trying to innovate in email. Yeah. That's yep. that's great. That's a positive. And trying to be able to support this interactivity, which has become a trend of late, is awesome to see. But I, I agree with you. The way they're choosing to go about implementing it is less than ideal. The fact that uh, not only do you have to invest time to create a separate version for Gmail, mm-hmm. which to an extent you sort of already do with HTML and CSS sometimes, bit, yeah. depending depending on what you're doing. Yep. But I would say it's the fact that it's a separate MIME type. I mean, this is a blocker for it to even be adopted because now yeah. ESPs have to go and implement support for it. So if the service that you use to send your email can't even support it, then you can't even leverage this. And I think when you look back to the Apple watch, having its own separate mime type, look at how that went over. Nobody's adopted that. Now I get it. The watch is nothing really for email compared to Gmail, which is, you know, about 25% of the market or so. So, uh, Gmail is definitely going to have, I mean, they're, the big enough of a player to possibly make a change here, which is, mm-hmm. I think, interesting to see. But yeah, the, using a separate mime type, um, you, you'd you rather wish that they had just found a way to make it work within the HTML version. Even, you know, they've done a lot of their uh, JSON stuff with their uh, highlights and quick actions in the inbox. You would have rather have preferred to see something like that that mm-hmm. would have been accessible for everybody to implement right away. Yep. This way, I'm interested to see if this even gets off the ground because you're going to have a limited subset of people who even know how to do this or take the time to invest in doing this and take the time to invest into creating this separate version for whatever emails they make. And then you actually need to find a service to where you can actually easily send email this way. And I don't know if people are going to move away from their ESP to do something yeah. like that. They may be too married and tied to their CRM systems to even oh, I, def- I definitely think they are. Yeah, I don't expect uh, a lot of adoption on the ESP side. Or if we do get it, it's, it's, it's going to be really slow. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg problem. Like, you need ESPs yes. to adopt this, um, but you need this feature to actually be rolled out in public for them to want to adopt this. And I don't see Google doing that anytime soon. Uh, it feels very much like it's going to be one of those, like, grid view type situations where... It lives in developer preview for a while, and then it's just kind of killed off, and we don't hear about it ever again. Um, yeah, but- and it would be cool. It'd be cool if this was a collective effort, right? Yeah, and you had yeah. multiple email clients coming together to say, okay, we're doing this. That would be amazing. But yeah, it's just so Gmail-centric right now. And granted, it may be open source, but like you said, it's essentially a Gmail-operated entity right now. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely worrisome for some people as well. I mean, think about the negative consequences this could possibly have to where, what if Gmail now starts penalizing emails that don't use AMP or anything like that? You know, I mean, we've seen them do things like that, right? They're gonna create rank pages higher in search if they perform faster and AMP affects that. You know, we've seen things like this from uh, Google, I would say in the past. And if things like this start to cramp into Gmail, well, then that could be, for the you know the the worst really yeah there's been i've been obviously since this announcement and even before like i've been interested in amp and the debate around it you know um but there's been a lot of backlash against yeah obviously that main thing with the amp pages right now is that google is promoting those amp 
pages and their search results higher than the corresponding just responsive good lightweight pages to begin with even if like the whole idea is to have that accelerated mobile page to have that lightning fast experience for mobile users so that they can look at this content and consume it quickly even if those pages like regular web pages were more, better performing lighter weight faster to load than the corresponding amp pages and pages were still getting pushed to the top of search results so that's i think that's like a big problem and a lot of people are concerned about you know, this being a move like that with email, like your those amp emails are going to get higher priority, and it's almost like a monopoly-like behavior on Google's part. They're trying to control email. They're trying to control search results on the web to such a great extent that it poses these problems and, like, these antitrust issues and stuff like that. Um, so it's definitely, like, a complicated topic, and I'm interested to see what happens. Um, but again, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, thinking not a lot's going to happen because not enough people adopt it or Gmail will just kind of let it stagnate or whatever, you know, it's, it's almost a non-starter, uh, even though we're talking about it a whole bunch. The other thing that kind of worries me, I, I like the booking.com example, how they pull in that dynamic data. Um, but I'm worried if this, if AMP will eventually open up to more ad focused emails. So AMP actually has an AMP ad component. Uh, that mm-hmm. allows you to pull in ads from Google's ad network. Uh, so I feel like if this does get going and it gets its legs, you know, then we could start seeing more ad-heavy stuff that, you know, poses a lot of challenges and a lot of problems, especially for users. Um, so that concerns me, too, because that's how Google makes make, makes all of its money, you know, is through ads. So is this setting us up for, you know, just tons of shitty ads in emails and turning emails into you know, those terrible publisher sites that are just covered in ads and you have to dig through the ads to find the actual content. Yeah. And that's a good point. And so, and I mentioned this in our interview, but my last company I worked at was a web performance company. I learned how important speed is. Yep. And the reason why Google is so invested into web performance, it's not that they care about web performance really. It's because they can serve more ads if Mm -hmm. the web is faster. So that's why you see them supporting web performance initiatives. That's why they're doing, um, uh, God, the names, uh, the, the Google, uh, you know, infrastructure city stuff that they do. Um, uh, like Google Fiber stuff or Fiber. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Fiber. That they're they're doing that so that they can pressure other ISPs and whatnot to just have faster speeds yep. so that they can serve more ads because they make more money if everything's faster. So that's definitely a concern and that's a really good point. Um, so what I guess I would say is uh, two other things is that one, like you said, this is not going to happen anytime soon, right? It's if this is going to take a few months for them just to turn the switch on and then how much longer is it going to take for ESPs to yeah, even it's gonna be able to years support before it? This would be like a commonplace thing <laughs> if it even happens. Yeah, it's it, I I mean, maybe a few people get some stuff out the door this yep. year, but it seems like even just it being possible by the end of year is is the earliest it it would probably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, I mean, you know, some of the benefits to this are that you do get that real-time content, right? So that would be better. That's better than without HTML and yep. CSS, right? That's just a, it is just a better way to serve that content because there's no way to keep that stuff actually updated and refreshed in real yeah. time with just HTML and CSS. So I like that. And number two, Gmail is incredibly concerned about 
privacy and security. This is what we've always mentioned as one of their core tenants and where they make decisions for their product. And this implementation with AMP is very much because of that, in my opinion. And they mentioned that in the post. So William Chu, what is post here, he says it supports modern phishing and spam mitigation strategies, and it preserves users' privacy expectations of email, such as network requests being anonymous. Um, And so they say this thing, you know, it's, uh, this maintains their expectation, users' expectations of security and privacy, and they're only going to allow a conservative subset of the AMP functionality. It will be interesting to see how much of the AMP JS library that they include, mm-hmm. um, because obviously, I guess the one thing which is interesting, you know, there's going to be ways to hack around with AMP too, right? Um, so it's interesting how they're going to choose to allow this. I get it. They sort of have more control over what they allow and they have more visibility into what's coming in the door. Uh, But I'm sure there's still going to be ways to hack around with things too, but it's very much a a security driven type of decision as well. And I think, yeah, if you ask most people, just give us the check pseudo selector support, give us form and input HTML element support, and we'd be more than happy to do what we're doing with all the other email clients. Um, I mean, I I have a hard time seeing other email clients adopting this too. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to get that adoption. Just like in the ESP world, it's it's not going to happen. They need the interest and they need to be able to show that there's interest that people are going to invest in this spec to make it work. And I don't think they're going to get that anytime soon. And so ESPs and other email clients are not going to implement this either. Um, I do want to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit here, you know, where two email developers complaining about this thing, like talking about it, you know, but to users, the people actually in Gmail that would love this stuff, they don't give a shit about AMP or how it's implemented. They just want to see those features. So these features, some of the use cases they showed off look absolutely amazing from a user perspective. So I'm curious to see if they start making a bigger deal about this and get that kind of users clamoring for something like this as functionality. Because I feel like as a user, it would be absolutely fantastic to use this. So maybe they do get that, and maybe we all kind of have to fall in line and start making AMP-produced emails uh, to coincide with our HTML ones. Um, You know, there's always that question of, like, you know, how much Google's paying attention to developers, how much anybody's paying attention to developers versus the actual users of their products. So maybe we're just kind of, you know, shouting into space right now and complaining about this thing, but it will see that kind of adoption. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're our main responsibility is to our subscribers, to our users, and creating what they want and what they will get value from. So I'm curious to see if this does get that momentum, gets a lot of people involved in it, and you know we have to start coding for this experience. Yeah, it's a it's a good point, valid point. Um, it's just yeah, it's uh, it's that balance between how you're able to to implement things, and yeah. this is why I think it's so curious because I feel like Gmail is right on that line, right to where it's. They're about 25% of the market share, and it's obviously going to be bigger for some people. Yeah. Well, it's actually, I guess, closer to 30%. So is that enough to just sway the market entirely? Yeah. Uh, that'll be that'll be very interesting because Gmail has never really allowed interactive support for f- interactive email support before. So we don't know what that user base even, you know, if they care about it too much mm-hmm. or if it really makes as big of a difference on the performance side, you know, all the interactive email stuff today, all the data that's been coming from the environments of Apple mail, iOS mail, uh, things like that. 
Yeah, I'm being c- able to see what the what the behaviors like with Gmail, it definitely opens up a new world of possibilities yeah. for sure. The other thing that just kind of crossed my mind is I wonder how a project like this influences like a project like Tabs in Gmail. Um, because it seems like the people that would be sending these interactive emails are always marketers. And so those are going to be dumped in your t- promotional tab that I don't, I still get the sense that a lot of people don't look at that on a regular basis. So maybe people wouldn't even see these kind of features. So I wonder if there's internally in Google some sort of debate about that or like this would eventually affect how Google sorts their messages if they want more people to see this. Um, are they going to start putting things like this in like the important tab or something like that? Yeah. Very interesting. So just another day in the world of email, yep. Jason, <laughs> just another day reminder to everybody sign up for the Gmail developer preview to get your hands on this and to, to start testing out with this. You will have to sign an NDA, but yep. as long as you're okay with that, uh, and we are eager to get our hands on it as well and see what it's like. Who knows? Maybe this will even be a topic somewhere in the Litmus Live conferences, uh, which would be pretty interesting at least to be able to talk about. Yeah, and totally. we do have a community discussion over on the Litmus community. Uh, Charles Hall started a, a thread opinion on Google AMP for Gmail. There's been a ton of, or it should really just be AMP for Gmail. It's not Google AMP, but, um, <laughs> You know, but that's that's the perception, right? It is Google. Yep, that's the perception. Uh, There's been a ton of chatter on the email geek slack, but get involved there. Get involved in this community thread. We'd love to hear what you think. Do you think AMP for Gmail? Is this thing going to be a thing? Is this going to take off or is this going to be another flash in the pan? Not get adoption like the Apple Watch or go by the wayside like initiatives such as, uh, you know, the tabs and grid view. So we want to hear what you think, email geeks, but uh, that's it for this edition. Reminder, check us out, emaildesignpodcast.com. Full show notes, links, and all past episodes are right there. Tweet along with the hashtag emaildesignpodcast and subscribe on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes. And don't forget a free 14-day trial of Limits. Just go to limits.com slash gift card, coupon code podcast, and go to limits.com slash conference. Get the latest dates on Limits Live. They're announced Boston, London, San Francisco. We're doing it all again. Subscribe on the email list. Stay updated. We'll catch you next time.